Hey everyone, last spring, Hunter and I delivered a TED Talk at the University of Mississippi entitled, How to Build a Thick Institution. In it, we discussed a leadership framework we developed for our football program at Oxford that we believe helped dramatically improve our program. More recently, we turned the content from that talk into a book that you can now read with your team. It has the same title, How to Build a Thick Institution. You can order it online through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you're an Oxford local, Square Books carries it as well. So for this next series, we're going to do something a little different. We're releasing the audio version of six long-form interviews Dr. Taylor did over YouTube in support of his new book, Draw the Line, Jeff Trailer, The Gilmore Buckeyes, and A Season Deep in the Heart of East Texas. All six interviews will give you, the listener, great insight into why this story is so special, and our hope is that each episode sparks conversations about the coaches you played for, the teammates you played with, and the pride we all take in being from our hometowns. All right, hey everyone, thanks so much for making time to watch this. I'm Hunter Taylor, author of Draw the Line, which comes out June 28th, and we are closing in on finishing up this series where we've gotten to talk with some of the actual people who deserve a ton of credit for influencing this story and or the entire culture that is Texas high school football. But before I introduce the guest for this one, if you go to the book's website, huntertaylor.design, click on Draw the Line, you can watch any of our first four episodes. Uh, we had Coach Danny Long with broadcaster David Smoke. We followed that up with Coach Alan Metzel, Coach Olin Johnson, and CBS 19's Reagan Roy Young. Then we had Coach Surratt, Coach Ron Boyette, and 24-7 scouting analyst Gabe Brooks. And lastly, we had former member of the, of the 2014 Gilmer State Championship team and current NFL player Blake Lynch, along with Inside Texas's Justin Wells. All the episodes have been amazing and are also on YouTube by simply looking up Draw the Line interviews. And now for this one, uh, and this is one everybody I think would want to will, will want to watch this one just because of the lineup. We've got current UIL athletic director Dr. Susan Elza, current head football coach and athletic director of the Longview Lobos John King and longtime sports editor of the Longview News Journal, Jack Stallard. Everyone, thank you so much again for agreeing to do this. Glad to be here. Oh, heck yeah. No doubt. Thank you, Dr. Taylor, for asking us to be here. Absolutely. Well, I know, uh, I know time is, is limited with this crew just because of y'all's responsibility, so I'm going to get going. Dr. Ells, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you're from Waco. You coached and served as an administrator in the DFW area. And you're the first female to serve as the UIL's athletic director. This book takes a deep dive into the East Texas region. You've seen a lot of ball in a variety of roles. If you wouldn't mind, how would you describe the style of play, the type of athlete, and the personality of the coach that comes from East Texas? Well, I'll probably steal everybody's word on this one. I mean, it's just gritty and um, a determination that that I've personally never seen in athletics. And that's the beauty of being in this job. You get exposed to so many things. And um, the kids are tough. The coaches are tough. The, the, the kids allow the coaches, the parents allow the coaches to coach in a tough way, make their kids better. Um, it, it's unlike, unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's almost like you're – you're going into, you know, this different zone of Texas. And I know it is, I mean, it's East Texas, right? But you're going into this brotherhood and sisterhood that everybody believes in the same things and uh, they want kids to succeed. Um, and, and they're not going back off coaching kids in a hard, hard way to make them better. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It honestly is. What about the personality of the coaches from that region that you've interacted with? One of them's on this. 
that's probably one of my favorites here. I mean, they're, they're all, you know, I'll try not, I'll try not to use any cuss words in this, but you know, they, they got, got some crap down their neck and, and I, and that's a good thing. I mean, that's a, you know, we believe in what we do. We stand behind what we do. Um, we're doing it in the right way and we're going to make kids better by God. And it's a by God attitude. And, and, and I love it. I mean, and it, it permeates, I do think it starts with football, but you know, and I'm drawing on my own experience, you know, most of what I learned, I mean, you know, I wanted to emulate what football coaches did and um, you know, and all coaches somewhat want to emulate that. And, and I, I think we all want that grit and determination, but what you want with that in this day and time is you want the buy-in from the parents because the parents trust you and know you're going to make their kids better. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's unlike anything you'll see in other areas of the state because it's consistent throughout all programs in that area uh, of East Texas. And, and, I, and I love it. I, and I love that they welcome us into that and, and let us be a part of it. Absolutely. Coach King, same question to you. Style of play type of kid, type of athlete, and personality of the coach uh, that makes up the area of East Texas? I'll say this. I think the style of play and what we do out here mirrors the communities we live in. Uh, there's hardworking, tough people out here. And and when you talk about East Texas athletes, you're talking about speed, toughness, and uh, just tremendous community support for each, each team that we have. And the parents out here in East Texas let you coach the kids. I mean, we mean – so much of these kids were the coach or their, their personal trainer, uh, you know, cause a lot of them, I mean, they, they can't afford to, to uh, go uh, pay somebody to train them. I mean, we're that, that guy and uh, man, it feels great to be able to coach kids that grow up playing together, playing for their community. Uh, it just swells your heart to know that, Hey, they grew up playing with each other since youth league for the same team, for the same community. They grow up throughout the program, and then they go represent it on Friday night when they're a varsity player and play at the highest level. I mean, we've had a lot of state championships won out here in East Texas in a lot of sports, and football is probably the, the ringleader of that. But uh, but these kids, they love playing for their community. It's a place they call home. It's a place you want to go back to. Uh, and uh, East Texas coaches, uh, there's some characters out here. I can tell you there's some really good football coaches, tough on kids, know how to take care of kids. Uh, and as I said, I think the style of play kind of mirrors the, the, the area we live in. I mean, it's, it's tough people out here, hardworking, blue-collar people. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, my style may not work other places, but it works in East Texas, and I'm, pr I'm proud to call it home. Jack, you've seen as much ball as anybody on this Zoom from that particular region? You've seen so many. So same question for you, finish it up. Well, I mean, yeah, this is about to start my 37th year uh, doing this, all of it in East Texas. Uh, started in Kilgore, went to Lufkin, been back in Longview for about 25 years now. Uh, and I think I think they all tie together, to be honest. Style of play, type of athlete, personality coach. Um, yeah, I, I've seen every style of play that you can have as far as you know, say, say an offensive style. You know, I've, I've seen teams win state championships with the wing T. Uh, I've seen them with the spread. I've seen them with the basic pro style. Um, and, and to me, that speaks volumes about the type of athlete. They just adapt and they, they just adjust to whatever, um, you know. And, and the main thing, these kids, they want to win and they want to be coached. Um, you know, so now you've got kids that want to win. They don't care if they're throwing the ball 45 times a game or if they're running at 55 times a game. Um, and then that goes to me, goes to the coaches. They trust those coaches to put them in those positions to, 
to, to get the best out of them. And I think we've got the best of all of those worlds here. Um, it doesn't matter what style of play you want to play. You've got coaches that can coach those kids up, and we've got kids that trust the coaches to do that. So, uh, it's like I said, it's a beautiful thing. Dr. Elza, we joked before you said you're going to a Longview home game this year. And uh, it's the first time you've ever gone with Coach King coaching in this upcoming season. Coach King described the atmosphere that Dr. Elza will see when she walks in to Lobo Stadium. Well, she's going to walk in and watch Longview and Marshall play for the 113th time. And ain't much love lost in those two communities. 20 miles apart in East Texas, hard living now. The pageantry of Lobo Stadium, sunken in in the bowl. And you got mounted patrol sitting under the pine trees on the north end of the stadium that's going to be sitting up there with, with the uh, – the uh, uh, Greg County Mountain Patrol, and just uh, it's just what you you would picture. It's like a movie made for Hollywood. But uh, uh, Longview Marshall uh, home opener. It's going to be green out. It's going to be homecoming, packed house. We'll have the big green marching machine, the Vuette dance line, the cheerleaders, the ROTC presenting the colors. It's going to be on. I'm telling you, it's it's uh, always a great way to just crank it up uh, at home between those two schools and. Uh, packed house, I can tell you, it because you're early in the season, whether you want to know or own one, you're still going to draw fans. And Longview Marshall draws fans every year. And uh, there's not a better place to play football than Lobo Stadium on a Friday night. Jack, add to that if you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, you know, most of the games I've probably covered 50 games at Lobo, and you know, out, out of all of my career, um, most of the time I'm in the press box, almost all the time I'm in the press box. But I remember uh, 2007 when uh, John Curtis came over. <laughs> Coach King, yeah. When John Curtis came over here, I decided I was going to spend some time on the sideline. And my goodness, I mean, this was, you know, John Curtis was, I think, number one in Louisiana, number nine, I think, in the nation. Um, I picked the Lobos. And I caught, I caught hell from all around the state. You know, Jack's a homer. He's afraid. He's, he's afraid of John King. You know, he doesn't want to pick again. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing what I, you know. I said, you know, I do, I do need Coach King a little bit, but I ain't afraid of him much. You know, I'm more afraid of Jody than I am of John. But I'll just tell you that. But I, <laughs> for good reason. But I, I went down on the sidelines about halftime and spent most of the time down there. And what I saw was, I mean. It, I don't, it's hard to describe the word. Electric is one way, but intimidating is, is the other. I mean, it's, if you're a visiting team, and I know every school thinks they have that intimidation, and they do to a certain point, um, but when you've got 12,000 people there, 13,000, there are people up on the, on the, the side of the hill, uh, and it's hot that they played an afternoon game, and Longview is, is punching them in the mouth as much as they're getting punched in the mouth. I think it was a great game. I think it ended up 24-20, and Lobos won it. But I remember seeing late in the game how it wore on those, those John Curtis kids. I mean, they were intimidated. They were, they were ready to get on a bus and get the heck out of there. Um, and that, you know, a lot of home stadiums have that. But this, this school, this, this powerhouse school, one of the best programs in the nation, they were done with Longview. They were done with Longview's Lobo Stadium. Uh, that crowd was not going to let Longview lose. The players fed off of that. Uh, it was it was just it was fun. It was a fun thing to watch and to be on the sideline. You could feel it. I mean, you could just feel it. Um, so yeah, it's there's there's not much like it around here. Now, Dr. Elza, you were the athletic director in 2018. 
when Coach King and the Lobos won. And I think it's, what, 48,000-plus fans, mostly from all parts of East Texas. I thought that's one of the beautiful things about the region, that it's not just – when Longview advances, when Longview's good, I mean, it's all the, the little brothers, little sisters that get to kind of come and support it too. And so what do you remember about that atmosphere and just seeing a picture of East Texas pride? I mean, they, they packed it in. I mean, it's, they, they live up to their hype, but they just, you know, described, they just brought it to AT&T and um, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it and even thinking about going to this game this year. Um, you know, one, one thing, you know, that's special about coach King and, and I think it's just part of that East Texas atmosphere is that that community, they love him and they trust his staff and they trust, um, you know, what they're going to do with those kids on that field. And um, when you look up and it's just a sea of green and they're all chanting and it's just, it's incredible. And it's even more incredible when, you know, uh, coach King and his family and his son was on the team that year. And, and it, it's just, I think it's a memory that for me is special um, because it was Longview Lobos and they'd been knocking on that door and he got them through that door. And, um, and that it, it, the stadium, they're just, I can't explain it. They owned it. And um, that's what you want. And I think that's what East Texas brings to, to Texas high school football. So all three of you are responsible for recognizing a lot of coaches in your roles. So Dr. Elsie, you're the UIL's athletic director, Coach King. You've been serving this past year as president of THSCA. Jack, you've overseen the area's newspaper coverage for quite some time. Obviously, the book that's coming out focuses on the East Texas area's most notable football coaches. But I'd actually love it for each of you to mention some of the coaches that you have a great deal of respect for that coach other sports in the area, whether that's basketball, volleyball, softball, track, baseball, and uh, just, just a couple that stick out uh, under your tenure. You know, I, I, Jack could probably do this way better than I can because it's hard because I, I meet such a volume across the state and I did cheat and I looked because <laughs> they, they stand out in my mind I just can't always remember their names there's just so many of them yeah um you know Beckville uh their volleyball coach Cherry Downs I mean she she could she could coach any sport that is going to have success um she's won a couple of uh, state volleyball championships um she comes to mind for me um he's not there anymore and I think Johnny went to he may have went to Marshall but uh, Coach Haggerty that was at Tatum, um, he won numerous state championships in track. I, I know his daughter. Um, it, it, it's just always kind of cool to talk to him. I mean, he's just old school as it gets. Um, and Malikoff and um, Coach Adair, he just retired. We just honored him this week. Uh, baseball coach in one state last year. His son was senior. It was an incredible game. Uh, we just – he got national coach. Uh, like I said, you know, John and, and Jack may be better at naming them all off, but uh, those are some that for me in my time at UIL, my brief time, I just, they're incredible people and, and, uh, and do an incredible job for athletics. I had to do a little cheating too, Dr. Elza. Uh, I talked with Coach Oscar Wilson, who's been coaching here at Longview High School for 44 years. We kind of said, I need some help to go way back. Uh, but I mean, track coaches are about like football coaches just because of the speed we have in East Texas. And there's a bunch of them from Curtis Jones, Willie Todd, 
that was at Pemberton High School and also later at Marshall High School. Jimmy Franklin from Tyler, Ray Mina, Texas High, Tommy Early at Lufkin, Dan Graham and Willa Knowles, Pine Tree, Tommy Miller at Hallsville. Basketball, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Tommy Aldrich and Leroy Romines, two guys at Longview High School that won state championship in boys and girls basketball. Uh, JT McManus at Lufkins had a lot of success. Uh, volleyball, Carolee Music, uh, White Oak, Pine Tree, she has been dominant in all everything she's done. Uh, softball coaches, a guy that used to be defense coordinator here at Longview High School, Mark Comfort, had a lot of success. Pine Tree in and Spring Hill as a softball coach. Uh, they hadn't had success since he retired uh, the way they, they did when he was there. And then baseball coaches, Jackie Lloyd at Marshall, Andy Malone, who was uh, also a Longview coach and a Longview graduate, had a lot of success at Abilene Cooper and later on his career at Longview High School. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it's a ton of coaches. And, and uh, I've been here 23 years. I'm sorry I don't know no more than that, but uh, – uh, I know there's been a bunch uh, leading up to that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm fortunate. I mean, you know, I, I started out, I guess, is my 20, my 37th year. I started when I was 21. Uh, first coach I dealt with a lot was was a football coach, um, James Cameron at, at at Kilgore. But that same year, um, and it really helped shape my career a little bit. Um, the volleyball coach, um, Kathy Maringer, and I think uh, Dr. Ells, I mentioned this when I, I got my award last year. When I first started doing this, I was flat out told by some of the old time sports guys, don't worry about girls sports. Nobody cares about girls sports. Nobody buys papers because of girls sports. Concentrate on football, you know. I was a little hard headed. I went out and started watching the Kilgore High School uh, volleyball team play. And uh, they had a coach, Kathy Maringer, real young. She, she retired just a couple of years ago. But uh, I started watching them. I realized how hard those girls worked. And just, man, I just fell in love with those girls and fell in love with that coach and, 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 and how hard they worked. I mean, they're in an unair-conditioned gym, you know, doing three-a-day practices. Um, started watching them, started covering them. They went on and played for – went to the state championship uh, to the Final Four. And uh, first time I'd ever done it. And I saw the town went nuts. And I realized, yeah, people do care about girls' sports. So I've always really, you know, tried my best to, to, to help out with the girls' sports – give them the coverage they need. And a lot of those coaches, Coach King mentioned Carolee Music, uh, you know, more than 800 wins, uh, state championship, you know, constant presence at the, at the state tournament. Um, right now, I mean, you know, you mentioned Coach Downs at, at Beckville. I covered her. She was a basketball star. She, mm -hmm. was, she was a basketball kid. And, man, I covered her when she played. And uh, she's doing a great job there. Levin Barker down at Tatum. Uh, this guy's got over 600 wins. He's got over 100 wins at four different schools. Um and he doesn't jump around a lot. He goes there and stays and, and turns these programs around, and everywhere he goes, he wins. So, you know, those guys in volleyball, um, softball, some up-and-comers we've got around here. Caleb Watley at, at Hallsville, um, Tisha Thompson at Hugh Springs. Uh, covered both of those kids when they played. It, it's, you know, most of, the, most of the coaches around here, one of the things I love, when they go off and they go to college, they come back and they coach most of the time where they played high school. So you know they love East Texas. Um, there's, there's so many. They mentioned most of them, but you know, just, just some of these, you know, the young and up and comers are great. Um, but some of the, some of the old school ones like Coach Music, um, you know, Coach Barker in volleyball, uh, you know, baseball, you know, gosh, jump, you know, Coach Goldman at, at Longview, you know, he's got his 500th win. So we've just been very blessed around here with, with coaches at every level, every sport. Well, another big part of this book, I think I'd mentioned it to both of you beforehand, was just 
or to all of you beforehand. Like it's a big on trying to depict how big apprenticeship is in the coaching profession, how mentoring takes place. Somebody learns under somebody, then you, you know, somebody gets a chance to take it to another school, add on to it. They do the same thing. They mentor another group of young coaches. It kind of spreads that way. I've actually heard Dr. Elza and Coach King speak about mentors they learned under. And if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love it if you, if both of you just articulated who you learned under that was super influential uh, into your coaching careers. I'll go first. Um, you know, I, and my internet connection may be a little tricky. Um, so the, when I, yeah, I, I was at Garland Lakeview and then I went to Allen. I was hired by one of the longest standing athletic directors in Garland, Homer Johnson. And that was, I was only there three years, but if you don't learn from Homer Johnson, something's the matter with you. Um, but then the, probably the next hire was the one that, that influenced me the most. Um, Todd Graham uh, was at Allen at the time. He was the athletic director, head football coach. And um, he taught me so much. I mean, he didn't judge me by my gender. He didn't judge me by the sport that I coached. He, you know, all you did was had to go in and tell him, this are my goals. And he was going to make sure you met those goals. And, um, you know, he went on to coach in college and, and has had several stops and then a little, a little bit of a crazy one uh, in his last one at Hawaii, but I can pick up the phone any day and call him and ask him. He was a great mentor for me. Um, and, you know, I just, I look back on those times and I remember saying, Todd, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be an athletic director. That's what I want to be. And he said, all right, get your ass in the football office and sit in here and watch us. And I had an office in there and um, I, I watched so much offensive and defensive preparation and special teams. I mean, but I needed to see that, you know, because if you get in that tunnel vision of where you're at, you're going to stay there. And he wouldn't allow me to stay there. And, and he took me outside my comfort zone and, and uh, he gave me great vision and great support at an early time in my career. And, and I'm forever grateful for him. You know, I, I had a lot of great high school coaches and influenced me to get this profession. Ne never did push me, but just the way they treated me and, and the mannerisms that they coached me with and made me want to be a coach. Uh, they were my heroes growing up uh, outside of my dad. Uh, but the biggest influence on me from professional standpoint has been Pat Collins. Uh, I came here with Coach Collins in 2000. Uh, I hired on with him in 1996 uh, as an assistant coach, and uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be offered a chance to come with him to Longview. Of course, he recommended me for the head job, and everybody thought he was crazy, uh, but uh, it's turned out pretty good uh, for sense. But uh, the thing about Coach Collins was you knew we were still with him every day, and whether it was good or bad. I mean, I have taken some ass chewings, I'm going to tell you, uh, and he can lay them on you uh, as good as anybody. Still can uh, I tell you, I went to work for him in 96. I'm still working for him today, even though he's not employed by Longview ISD. But I would not do anything that would uh, upset him in terms of uh, how I coach, what we do uh, as a program, entire athletic program. He's the one that probably influenced me the most to understand this more than football. There's people that are in the band. There's cheerleaders. There's dance line uh, people. Everybody cares. And – I was one of those guys didn't understand it early on, but he 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 taught me that, and and I did listen to what he had to tell me. But uh, the biggest thing with Coach Collins was be organized, have a plan, 
make sure the players feel good. It may not make the coaches feel good. You're going to take care of your coaches. I'm not saying mistreat them, but what's most important is how the players feel. And, you know, from a, a physical standpoint or a mental standpoint, sometimes you you make him work them in the ground, not going to perform. I mean, you may feel good practicing for four hours, but they're not ready to play. Now, whose fault is that? That's the coach. So you need to be smart in how you prepare for that. And the last piece of advice he gave me uh, when I became the head coach and athletic director is don't overspend your budget. He said, he told me, he said, if you win, you get all you want. So don't overspend your budget. Even when you win, don't overspend your budget. So uh, Coach Collins has been a big influence for me. Uh, been great to my family uh, and, and how he's treated us uh, throughout the years. And, and uh, I don't know where I'd be without his influence. So the summer of 2021 is kind of where the final chapter wraps up for this book. Um, and you've got Coach Surratt, who just won his eighth title. He's on the cover of Dave Campbell's. Coach King's named the president of THSCA, which I still think is like the coolest honor you can get. Uh, I know how my father views the association. And, and that's as good as it gets. And then you got Coach Trailer playing host as head football coach at UTSA when San Antonio is a site for coaching school. Um, this is for all of you. What do those things clearly say about the level of high school football coaches in East Texas? I mean, I'll you, just, go ahead, Don. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. You go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it shows a level of respect for, for the coaches and everybody around here. Uh, you know, I think everyone knows the talent level of the players in, the, in this area. They know the talented coaches that we have. And so if you're a coach and you've been successful in East Texas for a long time, You've done that against elite players on the other team. You've done that against elite coaches. And when you have that kind of success, uh, you know, year after year after year, it's, it's just it, – it's a – you gain a level of respect from around the state. Whether they like you or not, they, they respect you and what you did. So, I think what Coach Trailer's done is just it shows – it shows some respect. You know, these guys are like, hey, yeah, maybe these guys can, can do this. You go, John King. All right. Well, to me, I, I think it just says that, you know, high school coaches probably do the best job of coaching anywhere in the nation because you got to play the hand you dealt. You don't get to go recruit new players. You got to develop talent from the middle school up to the high school. And you, you've got to ha have a vertical alignment and horizontal alignment with your program and know what's coming from one year to the next. You, you won't get caught, you know, in a lean year, so to speak. But, uh, you got to make adjustments based on your depth chart. And, you know, uh, I know Surratt, he's done an excellent job there at Carthage, winning eight state championships. He'll probably win eight more before he retires. Jeff Trey's going to win a ton more ball games. He can win games in Gilmer, Texas, San Antonio. He can go to the NFL and win games. He can coach kids. He can coach people. He can handle people. And I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing about East Texas, that's what it is, being able to handle people and uh, develop kids, uh, you know, from middle school to high school. That, that's the key. And, and both those guys have done an outstanding job. Now, me becoming president of Texas High School Coach Association probably was a mistake. So I, I got I got <laughs> I got in because uh, uh, Kent Jackson retired. I wasn't even uh, supposed to be up for a vote. He retires. I get up for a vote. And, you know, when your son commits to A&M and you want a state championship, all of a sudden you get more votes. So uh, <laughs> I was probably great I got him. <laughs> 
it works. <laughs> I don't know that I agree with you, but you know, the one thing that, that I, I don't, these guys covered it. I mean, but I, the one thing that, that I know about East Texas football is that, that people are trying to get into East Texas. I mean, I, I, I have two colleagues that, that just, you know, uh, Josh Gibson at Pleasant Grove. I mean, he came from Frisco and, um, you know, Clint Fuller, that was it. It's a, got the job at Kilgore came off of that staff, but everybody wants to get in there and, and get a piece of that talent out there and get a piece of that culture and all of that. And um, I think it says a lot for East Texas when you see Jeff go over to UTSA and, hey, y'all, I was a Bobcat, even up cats, Texas State, here we go. Uh, Southwest Texas, I'm old. But, you know, you, you would think maybe Southwest Texas, Texas State would have a little bit more opportunity than UTSA to have a successful program. Um, just because they, you know, there's a lot of commuter students at UTSA, but Jeff Trailer says, hey, you know, hold my coffee. I'll say coffee instead of beer. Hold my coffee, watch this, because I'm going to show you how coach is done. Because he, you know, the one thing that I saw about him from Texas to, you know, to the setback that he had at Texas with a coaching change, and he, he goes on to SMU and Arkansas, and he never left his belief system. And um, he got that belief system in East Texas. And it's just incredible to see him have such success at UTSA and he ain't done yet. I mean, he's going to have more success there and go on to bigger and better things. We all know it, but I think that's just a testimony um, to, to that part of the state and, you know, the great coaches that we have in him and Surratt and, and John King and, and, you know, let's not forget W2 Newton, God rest, you know, God rest his soul. Um, There's just so many incredible ones y'all. And it's just, it doesn't surprise me at all. This is awesome. Last question. I mean, y'all have kind of covered some of the things I had at the end, but if you've got one good story on Coach Trailer that you can share, that you can share on this, um, let's hear it. One good one. I, I got one real quick. This, this, you know, uh, again, meant a lot to me. He, we had just named him Coach of the Year after one of the state championships. I don't remember which one it was. Um, and he came by the office one day to to get some extra copies of the newspaper. Um, you know, we, we run a big all East Texas team and you know, it was really nice. And he came by to get some copies, made a real big point to tell me what a big deal that was for him to be the all East Texas coach of the year. Um, and then he told me, reminded me, he was an all East Texas player. Um, and he was, he still got those newspapers. He said, and it just, you know, this was January. This was, this was the time of year sports writers and I know coaches too, but sports writers are pretty worn down by, by that time, you know, the long football season, uh, you rush, you know, you go right into basketball. Soccer's about to start. Um, really, really tired, worn down a little bit. And it was just a really nice boost from him to hear, you know, hey, it, it meant a lot to him way back when he was in high school. meant a lot to him as a coach. Uh, you know, I, and, you know, to this day, I can call him and text him and say, hey, you know, congratulations or, hey, how you doing? And, you know, and, and he always hits me back. I mean, he just – he's never left his roots here in East Texas. Um, and he, you know – Again, he kind of gave an old sports writer a boost that day. Just to, you know, it means a lot. It means we what we're doing means something to the coaches and the kids, and uh, that was really nice to hear. Yeah, I don't think Jeff will ever leave his roots. He 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 would respond to any text at any time. And you're right there, Jack. But my best memory with Jeff Trailers we're playing a ninth grade B team game week one. Uh, and we go to Gilmer, Texas to play him. All of our coaches are gone playing the other sub-varsity games. So he and I are coaching against one another. 
And I really don't know all our players' names. I'm sad to say that. I had like 75 kids. I had to get a depth chart with numbers and names. I didn't know everybody. Anyway, Jeff and I go back and forth, and it's like, you know, we score late to go up by six points or eight points, I forget. And, you know, they get the ball, they march down the field and score and tie the ball game, and and time expires. So, you don't play, you know, sudden death or overtime in sub-varsity games. And we're going across the field exhausted. And he hits me with the uh, the jingle from ESPN. Da da you know, like it was, you know, it was their Monday night football, and and it was uh, it was a habit. And we had a great time with the kids. The kids loved it. But he would do that so his kids would have a chance to play. And you know, and that's just how Jeff is. It's all about the kids. Yeah, my my story. Those are great ones. Um, my story is is just uh, you. You know, I've only been at UIL seven years, and you know, obviously, if you if you keep up with any sports, you know, you knew who Jeff Trailer was, and and I know when I got to UIL, um, he was at Texas, the University of Texas, and he reached out to me and congratulated me, and we just stayed in touch from from there from there on, and um, you know, it 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 was I always wanted to support him because I know you know it were as coaches were gypsies at times, and we go to to where you know, where our dreams are and where we think we can be successful. And he had those stops there and, you know, Texas had that coaching change just right shortly after he got there. And I had sent him a message and said, you, you're incredible and you're going to land on your feet. And um, it, it's, it's been fun because he, he, he keeps everything very open. He makes you feel like you're a part of it. And, um, and that's the way I feel for him and all his stops. And when he went to UTSA, he's, he's one of us. And that's why we love him. Um, he stays he stays true to his his self and his own personal beliefs, and and that's what's made him successful. And and I'm just glad to call him friend. I mean, he's he's uh, he, he fits all the billing that everybody's talked about. It's awesome. Yeah, this was perfect. I, I was looking forward to this one for a while, so I know this is again tough time and late at night, and, and you got other things and all this kind of stuff. But y'all are three of the classiest people in all of the areas of athletics and just in life in general, and uh, thank you so much for doing this with me. And I just really appreciate this a bunch. So thank all of you. Um, so thanks for, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'll see you. Um, I'll see. Well, I'll see y'all before then, but mm -hmm. I'm ready for that whole Lobo stadium experience. John King. <laughs> I'm ready. Jack, you need to come that night. We just need to make it a big party. I, I sort of say, I think I, I might have to pull rank and cover that one. Yeah. All right. Tell, awesome. Oh, you bet. Thank you, uh, Dr. Taylor. Thank you. And yeah, hey, and and this guy's dad, he don't brag on his dad, but Bruce Taylor, my guy, 50-something years coaching, won him a state championship in Mississippi. Great guy. He would be at every clinic we were at, every one. So you tell your dad hello. Yes, sir, I will. Thank you all. Good to see you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachandoc.com. Thanks again.